We believe that we all have a true voice within, one that when accessed allows us to live a life of true happiness and fulfillment. Through conversations and shared experiences, we'll help you discover the key to achieving this freedom and understand who you are at a deeper level. We'll assess not only how we are unique and powerful, but also integrate why by enhancing your life and giving that inner voice the strength you need to succeed. Welcome to Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice with your hosts, Mandy Keene and Mike Ryan. Okay, let's talk about the next one, which is, you know, there's a, there's a few ways of saying this, but like being in a peak state all the time is all that matters, right? Or Or being happy all the time. You know, you see people talk about like, don't feel sadness or don't feel anger. Like the like negative emotions are bad. Only positive emotions are good. Talk about that one a little bit. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I mean, to put it in, you know, we got our, our subculture of self-help and then we got our pop culture. If you think about it, like our pop culture, there's kind of this, this worship of always being on and always being mm. happy and always being positive, right? Like the positive movement. And there, it's a lot of pressure. And I know for myself, that this, and I, I put myself on this, this pressure, you know, I put myself on like being on, you know, the way I was trained to coach and to help other people, I needed to be like, you know, on top of the world, you know, I remember, I remember thinking, wow, people would know that I was like an actress more than I was a coach, because they would see me in my car, you know, crying and wiping away the tears and redoing my makeup and then then going into my office and putting on my headset and being like, hey, Nancy, how's it going? And like being really on and up and high energy, because that's what I was trained. And that's what you know, I thought my clients really needed or wanted. It's again, it's 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 a little bit in the same camp that we've talked about before with fake it till you make it. It's this valuing that we have in our culture of valuing happiness, joy, positivity more than sadness and anger. And you know, one of my favorite movies to illustrate why this is dangerous and why it's not true is is inside out inside out mm. what does she what does she realize the character that plays joy in the little girl's head what does she realize is that she needs all the emotions to function mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. she needs the the sadness she needs the the anger right part of what i learned in in dr mate's book when the body says no is a lot of illness, and I know I've linked this with my own um, migraines. Is um, suppressed anger, and mm-hmm. and you know um, I have to say too, being a woman, I usually don't feel safe to be angry. Right? It's like oh, I, I can't be angry, I can't be upset, and I catch myself culturally like you know it's it's shamed upon. It's shamed upon all of us really to be angry or to be sad, but I found it to be more in for women as well. It's like, oh, you're usually called a, a a bad name if you are a woman and you're really tapped in and tuned into your into your anger. And so it's a dangerous belief to believe that we should or we're supposed to be happy or on all the time because it, we're on this blue planet together. And I think we could all agree. We can't agree on, on many things, but I think the one thing we could all agree is that it's not easy. It's not easy mm-hmm. to be on this planet, no matter where you're from or what your background is. And so doesn't it make sense that we're supposed to 
feel these different emotions like grief and sadness and anger. Like I think of watching, I've been recently watching some nature shows with lions because you know how I love lions. I, you know, it shows like the, the male lion, you know, with his teeth and his roar when like a predator comes, you know, towards his, his tribe. And it's like, he does that to protect and it's a good thing that he has that, right? It's his creator, whatever you believe, God, universe, higher power. What did you say? Chocolate swirl in the sky. Um, (laughs) You know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Gave animals that, that gut instinct to be able to have that anger in order to protect. Well, we humans, we have that too. But what's unique about us, it's different than animals is we've disconnected from that gut instinct. And I think one of the main reasons why we've disconnected from that gut instinct is the shame we put on what we call negative emotions. And if we took away that shame that we put on these so-called negative emotions, I really believe we would get more in touch with our instinct, with our intuition, what you and I call friend, our true voice. Yeah. I think negative emotions are, are definitely shamed and not allowed to be expressed much of the time. And the thing that we've learned, like, what's the new way? The new way is that emotions are our guide, Mm. right? Emotions are our teachers. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this. Like for myself, this is something that happened just recently. I was, I was having a lot of anxiety and I didn't know what, what it was from. And, and um, I, I definitely understood that there were things happening in my life and situations that were causing me anxiety, but, but it wouldn't go away, even though I understood what it, was, what it was coming from. And so instead of ignoring the anxiety, which is what a lot of us do, or, or trying to cover it up. I remember when we were in, you know, working for a, a big self-help company and, and we were on the road and I remember having so much shame around knowing the fact that I needed eight to nine hours of sleep. One of the reasons why I had shame is one of the gurus that we worked for taught, like if you eat this certain diet and you do these certain exercises, you shouldn't need so much sleep. And I remember they like so much sleep. And I had many peers in the environment, as you did too, friend, who were fine on four, five, six, seven hours of sleep. Like they were okay. Or, or they could do all-nighters and it, it didn't affect them as much as, as it did me. And I remember just being so angry with my body that like, why? You know, and I was young, you know, I was 20 years old. And I remember being so angry that I needed more sleep than my peers. And I remember being jealous of them. And I was a compliant student. You know, I did the diet. I did everything that the, that the guru said to do. And I still needed eight to nine hours of sleep. And I remember, friend, you and I both, you know, we both love our sleep. And I remember on one trip where we were both so painfully tired. And, you know, whenever we had like a break or we had where no one was watching us, we weren't at an event and we didn't have like a meeting where we would like try and steal a nap. 
And I vividly remember this one time where we were like in a conference room and it was like away from our hotels. We couldn't go to our hotel room. We're in this conference room and, and everyone was out doing something else. And we locked the conference room door and we took the, the tablecloth off the conference room table <laughs> and we used it as a blanket and we like laid down on the ground. And I think someone actually came in and I think we even have a picture of us on the ground using this tablecloth as a blanket just to get some shut eye. And it's because we were exhausted. And now looking back on it, we didn't need to put ourselves through that. That was unnecessary. We didn't need to punish ourselves. But I know that Mandy back then had so much shame that I had fatigue, that I, that I, that I needed eight to nine hours. Now, after studying sleep and actually studying from a sleep researcher, one of my favorite books on it is called Power Sleep by Dr. James, James Moss, M-A-A-S. And he talks about how most people need eight, some, some even 10 hours Fun fact, did you know Calvin Coolidge actually slept 10 to 11 hours a night? So it was like the more I educated myself on sleep and the benefits of sleep, this is why some, This is why I'm very passionate about it. And so it's something that needs to be educated because it's, it's really hurting our psyche. It has an effect on our minds um, and has effect on our emotions. I know my, my husband always jokes, like he can tell if I'm getting tired, I get kind of snappy and a little crabby. He's like, okay, love her need to go night night. <laughs> you know, she needed, <laughs> she needs some sleep because he knows me so well, because when I get my sleep, I'm good. It's medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the new way? So, so the new way is that sleep and downtime and self-care is actually vital for healing and for sanity and for growth. Again, going back to that Rick Rubin quote about stress is the thing that constricts what your true voice flows through, your true essence, your creativity, your passion, your happiness, your joy. Stress is the thing that constricts that. And so when you take sleep away, it increases stress. Like sleep is our our body's way of dealing with the stress that we have every day. Because there's we can't get through life on this planet without stress. It is a part of everyday life. But it's how we deal with it. It's how we move through it. Sleep is absolutely vital. And, and I would take it on to other forms of self-care too. And also, I want to mention, you know, we have our experience in the, the push and the the forcing of the, the self-help industry, but but this happens everywhere, you guys. I mean, this is in our culture, driving and pushing, and like Mandy said, energy drinks and 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 Starbucks and coffee and and go, go, go. And realize that these calendars, like, or I should say these schedules, like for instance, the the work day from eight to five. That was created by people that wanted to just make more money. <laughs> that was yeah. not created by what makes us happiest and healthiest, that right? Wasn't, that wasn't so, created by enlightened masters who wanted to evolve the emotional development of the human species. No, no. That was created by people saying, how can I take more advantage of the people that are working for me and get more out of them so that I can make more profit? Right, so it was really all about money. We have an we have a um, a unique time in history to be able to change those things, and so self care is is vital. Uh, downtime is vital. Sleep is vital, and it, it is the only way that we can heal and that we can grow 
And we really need to take care of ourselves. We need to stop pushing and pushing and driving so hard only to realize that that our health has gone into the toilet. We definitely can't enjoy happiness and can we can't enjoy life if our health is in the crapper, right? So so how do we reduce that stress? How do we take that stress out of our life? We we increase self-care, we increase sleeping, we 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 take naps if, if if that's what you need to do, if that helps you in the middle of your day. We we stretch, we we breathe, we meditate. Meditation is so important for healing, and that's that's downtime. Like, you know, just the other day I had a really stressful day and I I just went and sat on the couch for about 30 minutes and let my cat snuggle up against my legs and and just laid there and was okay with the fact that I'm not doing anything. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't doing anything other than just paying attention to the present moment and taking that downtime. So sleep and downtime and self-care, this is the new way of reducing stress and reducing the, the constriction of our true voice and our true essence and our true creativity. When, when we get the sleep that, we, that our body needs, when we get the downtime that our body needs, we remove all that and we open up more, a more ease of life and more happiness and joy. Creativity flows through us. We get answers to things that, that we have struggled with before. And if you're finding that you're struggling in life and don't know why, take a look at your downtime. Take a look at your downtime regimen are do you have enough downtime in your day or are you just pushing pushing driving going 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 and you'll find a direct correlation in in the amount of downtime and care that you give to your own body and your own soul compared to the the amount of happiness that you'll experience in life well you know i i love that friend that is so well said and you know i think of i think of some clients who i've helped with increasing their self care and just like you said it doesn't necessarily even have to be meditation, although like it's impossible. What do we say is the main key to happiness is to go within. It's impossible to go within if you're busy 24 seven and you're go, go, yeah. go. It's about figuring out what, you know, what does that look like to slow down? And so, you know, yes, meditation, but it's also like, I, I, you're having me think of this client who she was really stressing out and she had a lot on her plate. And, you know, I was talking to her about what really recharges her and what does she miss that she wished she had more time for. And she loves reading, you know, fiction books. And she's like, I haven't read a fiction book in I think like eight years. I'm like, okay, and this is what we're going to do. And it really felt counterintuitive to her because she's like, Mandy, like, I'm busy. I'm maxed. I'm like, you agree. You're not your best self right now. She, she, she uh, had snapped at her kids and she felt really guilty about it. I'm like, you agree your tank is low. And so just know that if you feel like some of this is counterintuitive because you feel like, you know, I find that it's really easy, especially in our go, go, go American culture, that we think if we just push harder and push stronger, that we'll finally get to this place of then we can relax. But it's a lie that you getting that sleep and you getting that downtime and you getting that, that, that recharge and that really that true rest is going to help you be able to tap into your intuition, tap into the, the inner compass that we all have to be able to make better decisions to be actually more effective. And so my client, um, 
I, I gave her the, the, the coaching assignment and she was willing, thankfully, to do it is to start reading 30 minutes a day, you know, these fiction books that, that she loves. After three days of doing it, she sent me a message and she says, I can't believe how simple this was, this assignment was, and how much better I already feel. And so know that it, it may not be like a big deal. Maybe like a lot of CEOs, if you study a lot of CEOs, if you study a lot of business owners, a lot of them take naps. A lot of them even, you know, pride themselves on taking naps. So it could be like, just start getting in a nap routine could be a game changer for you. Or like, what is something that you enjoy doing that you haven't given yourself permission to do because you're quote, too busy? You know, did you used to play the piano? Did you used to paint? Did you used to sing? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's also figuring out like, what gives you pleasure? What gives you joy? And being able to value that is going to get you better in touch with your true essence. And it's important that we acknowledge that and we celebrate that with each other so that we can really bring that in our culture in the forefront. That's all for this episode of Understanding Personality, Live Your True Voice. And we hope you found a new way to look at living a life of freedom, happiness, and fulfillment. For more ways to understand yourself and those around you, be sure to visit us online at understand.me. Until the next episode, we look forward to helping you live your true voice.